Ensemble 74 presents How Can We All Make It Into the Future? 74 podcast series. On the podcast, we discuss the global pandemic we're currently facing and how it'll reshape our reality and society with opinion leaders and creative minds from all over the world. Let's explore together what the future might bring for us. Hi there, my name is Melinda Stevens. I am the editor-in-chief of Condé Nast Traveller in the US and Condé Nast Traveller in the UK. Today, I'm going to be talking to Sahir Erozan, the owner of the very beautiful and very glamorous and very wonderful Machakizi in the Bodrum Peninsula, a hotel that I have been hearing about for years and years and years so I was very behind the curve so here when I made it to your hotel last year or the year before <laughs> everyone I everyone I knew who was very chic and very glamorous talked about you in glowing terms um, thank you the uh, the hotel was originally your mother's I believe yes uh, <laughs> much because maybe I give you the introduction with that means queen of spades in English. And it's like in the cards. Uh, that was my mother's nickname. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the queen. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was, but because if you imagine uh, visually the, the picture of that card, my mother had the similar hair and the look. Uh, she opened the first one as a bed and breakfast in 77 in Bodrum, in town, which is today 20 minutes from where I am. But uh, has, this peninsula has grown tremendously since then. And um, she, she opened it originally, or, or correct me if I'm wrong, it was as like as a kind of artist's retreat. Correct. She, this was, uh, Bodrum was a very bohemian place. It was all the writers, <laughs> artists, poets, uh, painters, all etc. And also it had uh, one figure in mind that really helped Bodrum's growth was Amit Ertegun. And yes. you'd be surprised, you come to the bar, you would run into Mick Jagger, to Nureyev, to everything, everybody else that he had a guest that he brought with him. Uh, so we're talking about the little village at the time, uh, within the four or 500 meter radius, uh, one row of houses. Uh, and it was very unique. It was like Positano in scale at those days. Uh, then, of course, uh, our typical growth, it's totally changed today, where town is like very busy and very big. Yeah. It's actually very, very nice during the winter, but summertime it gets a little bit too crowded. Uh, but it's got a beautiful castle, still the beautiful views and everything is there. So uh, authenticity at the beginning is still have its reminiscence there. Uh, and then we spread around the peninsula. I'm like, uh, my mother have, this is our fifth place. The last two, we did it together. She moved to another bay. And then the third one, uh, very close by to me, uh, she made the first beach club, uh, always named Machakazi. And then moved again and, I mean, from 77 on. Meanwhile, in this process, I was in the U.S. doing a similar business. I had restaurants and clubs uh, for close to 30 years. Uh, In that process, I kept coming back and forth, and I really fell in love with the last place we did together. And I said, why not we do a little hotel? And 
here is that little one that I'm sitting in now. <laughs> yes, I picture you there now. If she was the queen, I see you very much as the king of that peninsula. You're a huge uh, character. <laughs> you you always have a smile on your face. Every time I talk to you or see you, you're, you seem to have this very kind of slight, very serene rather above it all glorious bonhomie, which is which is very <laughs> magnetic. You seem impervious to troubles. Um, you know, at the beginning of this year, everything changed. And um, I don't know where you were or, or what, uh, probably exactly where you are now, when you first started to realize that COVID was going to have a significant impact um, on you and your business and uh and and hospitality in general can you tell me a bit about that well i uh, i think you know i was i was in the us in uh, december and i came back here the end of december did a couple of london trips in february things were starting to be talked about like heavily but you know i guess you know we never took it that serious till i <laughs> I remember the weekend I was in the beginning of March, the first weekend of March in Bodrum. I realized what's going on and I can see the reaction from the government, what they're going to do because they start closing the borders. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, I don't want to get stuck here because at that time uh, where I am, it's like <laughs> there's nobody here, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I said I took our chef, our GM stayed in. You know, he said, look, I work out better here, you know. You guys go. We drove back. First time I never drove to Bodrum for 20, 20 years, I would say. We drove back and there it was. I mean, all of a sudden I got stuck in my house in Istanbul, you know. It it was okay at the beginning, but like after 15 days, you know, you start to demoralize each other. You know, my chef is telling me one thing that I'm yelling at him, you know, don't be so pessimistic. Then he goes, you know, we were going back and forth, you know, driving each other mad. I didn't know what to do because I'm talking to all my friends in New York, elsewhere, you know, like what to do. And I realized this is getting more than serious. We are all going to get shut down. So at that moment, I felt like, my God, I must look at my numbers, see how much are we going to lose because I might just close the business for the summer, keep my employees and last another year. You know, as you realize in our business, Cash flow is only six months. The other six months we are closed. Yeah. So, and we were, at that moment, we had the best uh, bookings in the books. Uh, we were full in June, weddings. I mean, if I may mention now, you know, we have a couple other properties. We have a Villa Macha because it's a 10-room individual villa. And we have this magnificent boat. It's like about 54-meter ship. Uh, from 1914 and I was booking everything the pre-parties are moving you know like we didn't have space to put the people this is how my books were and all of a sudden <laughs> within 10 days I'm Nothing. getting these phone calls uh, forget you know everybody's asking their money back and yeah. I'm like looking I said oh my god you know not only we don't have any cash flow because you know in our business as you know like worldwide the, 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 the winter money is the one that's incoming. Normally, nothing like this happens. So everybody's happy with it. Now, what do I do? And of course, we earn everybody's money slowly but surely. And I said, okay, 
it was very depressing. I mean, we had one day with my friends and I was, we were finishing all our good wines. Chef would cook every Thursday the lunches. We would look forward and got more and more depressing. I wouldn't go out of the house. And finally, I saw the light and I got a permission uh, from the ministry to travel because you couldn't travel out of town. Yeah. In Turkey, I think we were lucky enough that our ministry managed the affairs very well. We, they locked up the people over 65 saying like you can't go out and below 20 was locked up. So the people who went on the street, they had to go on the street to work. And on the weekends, there were lockups. So you can imagine what life was like. Uh, you know, Istanbul is a bustling city with the beautiful restaurants, bars and everything. We were all depressed. And, and those poor people, you know, it's a very difficult business to start with. You know, uh, your profitability is very little. You work so hard and all of a sudden nobody is there. And I'm listening to everybody. I'm in these associations. Long story short, I, I thought, first I said I'm not going to open. Then I slowly started changing my mind, you know, like I thought, okay, maybe we'll go. I talked to all my people. Everybody said, don't do that. You know, we'll all take less money. You know, whatever we have to do, we do. And I said, okay, first car out from Istanbul. Oh, my God. I never felt so weird in my life. It was like running from Alcatraz, you know? Yeah, surreal police barricades. You know, who are you? Show your papers, you know, as if I'm leaving the old days in Soviet bloc. You know, like I felt like, oh, my God. And when I arrived in Bodrum, I never felt so happy in my life. I saw the sea, you know, the feeling was so different from Istanbul. It was very eerie. And there we started and, you know, things got better as the days went by. And finally, we got a sort of an opening. The government says, you know, after June 1, we are just going to allow you slowly open. June was like an interesting month. You know, we had nothing in our books. I mean, whole summer empty, basically. Can you imagine? Normally, we fill the whole hotel in six months. Now I have two, three months ahead of me. <laughs> I have no reservations. Wasteland. And it was an incredible turnaround. I, I, I think it was a miracle. I don't know how it happened, but uh, in June we were very light. But July and August, so far we exceeded last year. It was... Gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> it, it is amazing. I'm so uh, ecstatic about it. And I talked to all my friends. Unfortunately, this is a unique situation. I don't know if... The, very surreal. And, and <laughs> I don't know how it happens. I mean, yes. very... Very early on, we realized, you know, that stark statistic that one in 10 people around the world make their livelihoods out of tourism. And, you know, you can say that stat until you're blue, but one in 10 is, you know, is astonishing. And what you realize is that when the when the world comes to a grinding halt, travel and hospitality, and I'm not just talking about kind of um hotel owners like you but everyone from the waiter to the doorman to the housekeeping staff to the person who cleans the dishes to the taxi driver this unbelievable of network of people who 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 are connected to the tourism business were going to be affected in this incredibly profound way um have you thought about or or in that time of lockdown recalibrated your thoughts around your community 
Well, uh, my the specialty of our hotel, I, I have I have guys uh, working with us from my mother's time. I mean, like thirty years, some yes. of them. And, and my average employee here is I should not call them employee. They are like partners. They are like average person has worked here ten years. So. We don't uh, hire and fire, you know, we don't look for people on the street, you know, like we really invest in our people. That's, I think, what separates us from the other places, yes. just because we have about 65 to 70 percent repeat clientele and they come and kiss the employees. They know them by name. This is like their social club during the summer. And that has been our formula over the years. And uh, this really applied to not only Turks, you know, we have, we run a hotel with normally 80% foreign guests. And you'll be surprised, we started at zero, we are now at over 50%, which amazed me. It is amazing. Of course. Can I, yeah. Can I, yeah, can I ask you, did you find those guests or are those guests now asking you different questions about how the hotel has pivoted around COVID, i.e. questions around the hygiene? Uh, you know, I don't want to exaggerate the situation. I mean, I, I realize I come to my room, I turn on CNN. Oh, my God, I feel like I'm in Mars here. You know, like people yeah. are suffering there. And I, reality is this. People come in here very scared. And then when they sit and swim in five minutes, they... And we try to protect them uh, as much as we can, like we keep the distance and we try to put, you know, reduce, we reduce our capacity. But we have a big place, so we still have a few hundred people at any given time. Uh, it, it all works out because we are in the open air and people are like uh, responsible on their own. I give them clean surfaces. I give them like everywhere there's machines. You know, we don't run air conditioning. We don't have a public area to run air conditioning. The rooms are individual. They have their own ACs, you know, individually. So there is no, uh, unless, you know, you really are unlucky. <laughs> you Normally you are not supposed to be facing it here. There does seem to be a kind of irony around how relatively easy it was to lock the world down as opposed to getting them back out again. I only say this because, um, you know, I've started traveling again over the summer to, you know, obviously the places that are relevant and that I can do. But I expected there to be way more action. If you... If you look at the news and you keep reading the news, it's so, and I am in, in many minds about this, but it's so, there's so much kind of drama and high tension around it that I almost feel it's feeding itself. And as, as a consequence, when I'm out in the world and when I've been traveling through Heathrow and, and going to other major hubs, I am incredibly surprised by how empty they are, because I just assumed people would be longing to get out. Did you feel slightly the same? Like, oh, it's not what I expected. This, well, this as you can imagine, I haven't left the hotel. <laughs> I normally never leave anyways. I would just go to Greece sometimes with my boat, but this year we can't do that either. So Turkey was an interesting place. I don't know if you would have been, uh, uh, but... 
I never knew we had so many boats and yachts in Turkey. It's like a <laughs> shopping mall parking lot. <laughs> there are like zillions of miles and miles long yachts and everybody now. So we picked up our tourism that was going abroad. So they couldn't leave. So that was our first recovery. And then I have gained new customers who are like the, for instance, Russians that we never did uh, much of a business with Russia. All of a sudden, all the people who were well-to-do going to Sardinia, Saint-Tropez, Ibiza kind of crowd start to come to us because there was no other place for them to go. And so there was some uh, gains we had, but I didn't want to gain it this way. But it's, it's a, we were unique because we were the only place Americans could come, basically yes. a few countries in Africa and <laughs> Turkey. So, of course, I had always 20% of my guests, the portfolio was American, but this year we are 10% American. It's an interesting situation. And when you meet the first ones, and this is the conversation goes, how'd you come? He goes like, we were looking for the first flight out. We found it. That was okay. Istanbul. I made some phone calls. You know, what's the good hotels? And we, this is how, it's a very unique year in a negative way for most of us. Yeah. But then there were some, you know, interesting developments. I, I, I don't know how to talk about it because it's not, you know, a lot of people are, I realize, I realize suffering not from only the COVID and also financially, because I was looking at the numbers, to be honest with you, like uh, examples of this thing is what we lived through 9-11 and then furthermore to 2008. Surprisingly, uh, to get to the same numbers in two two 2001, in this September 11, was three years. Mm -hmm. You'd be shocked how we got from 2008 to the same numbers in 10 years. Yeah. Now, experts are saying, we don't know when we come back to the same numbers because airlines are talking about 2023 to go back to the same numbers. I mean, we are a small hotel. When you have a 500-room hotel, it's a very serious issue. You've got to get your customers to come to you. And this is a problem right now. We are surviving. People are hustling. You know, they're going to come instead of they move their vacation one day because flights keep canceling. Uh it's, this is a major problem, and I don't know how quickly this will recover. This is the part that I can't control. And this is going to be the big challenge for major hotels and the city hotels and conventions. You know, this is, listen, our industry is going to be in deep trouble for years to come from this thing. This is going to take years to recover. Small places like us, it's a different story. So we're not an example to the general massive uh, thousand people hotels they have a different format to fill their places they're like different version of the cruise ships you know like the same problem there you know how do you fill them back again and think of what how many planes it takes to fill up the cruise ships there are five thousand people in there <laughs> i mean over tourism was itself a very big subject over the last few years and I definitely experienced that myself, and I'm sure you did too, wherever I was going. And it didn't matter if it was, you know, a, a, a hub like Venice, a tourist hotspot like Venice, or whether it was, you know, a tiny 
town that happened to be on a tourist route, you know, along the Rhine, um, over tourism was really clogging, I felt, Europe in a very uh, in a very disturbing way and other parts of the world too. The, the irony of us again, another irony of us being here in which tourism, you know, where there no tourists and and the deficit that that will leave um, is, is so striking and um, and so disturbing. I, I wonder what you think about what people will want going forward. Uh, you you have you launched your boat, I know, and and we were just you were talking about how many boats there are in the bay. But of course, privacy and being away from others and um, being remote and being out in the open air, th these things will only get more and more precious and desired. But you know, we are in a sort of a vicious cycle on that stuff, uh, as you can. <laughs> understand like what we call uh, while we are trying to do one thing we are burning the other one which is the the climate uh, having this many flights so cheap people flying i remember the days <laughs> 34 40 years ago when i came to us a plane ticket was 800 dollars and now it's still 800 dollars you have planes flying all over europe for 30 dollars 40 dollars now I am very happy that people are capable to make these vacations, but I think we are losing the soul of the vacation because it's cheap. People go, well, I can spend the same amount of money that I'm in uh, Spain or in my house, and there, there they go. And I think this is really killing the climate. This is, I think vacation should be a special thing. I remember you'd go to a winter vacation to ski, and you have a summer vacation, and if you're well to do you would have a summer home now everything is 10 off people yeah. do like every weekend your london empties out <laughs> and comes back again it's too much i think it's and also it leaves in the people's mouth a different text you know like it's so ordinary like i don't feel like going anywhere new anymore because i know what i'm going to see uh, I think this is, the, of course, my personal feelings. I, I understand the consequences economically, the jobs, this and that. But I think this is like going forward 10 and coming back 5 because sooner or later we won't be able to maintain this. This is just too much growth. And I realize people need to eat, but, uh, but we won't have anything left in uh, 20 years for other people's to, for people to eat because the uh, current uh, climate change, I mean, is... I just shut the tele television down before I get onto it. You see what's going on in the U.S. right now. I mean, they had an average of 12 hurricanes a year. Now, this year, they're expecting 24. I mean, how much the land can take, you know what I mean? And you just say, this is an unlucky day. It hit our island. The next one, you know, these poor people, they just keep building. They get wiped out. There's a sign there, don't you think? I think the signs are everywhere. Uh, I think this year has been um, like a kind of. It feels like it. It feels like Armageddon. It feels right. like, it, <laughs> it feels like the, the planet yeah. is taking revenge on us. Correct, correct, and and I realize I have not that much to say about because I'm on the other side of the aisle. I'm the one telling the luxury stuff and uh, the entertainment and all, but. Uh, also, I have ears and eyes. I feel like uh, this 
speed this this bay where I am when we did with my mother in the 90s that beach club when a boat came in oh my god 20 meter boat wow somebody is coming with a yacht that's how we talk now yachts even we have a huge bay here cannot go in they're like over 100 meters many of them we never had those things at 25 30 years ago i think what uh, what i what i love about your hotel and what so many people respond to about it is it has that mixture of incredible simplicity and authenticity you know those 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 villas those rooms tumble down the hill that's when you said you know like positano 20 years ago they tumble down the hill they've got all that bougainvillea sprouting and shining everywhere and then you come down to um to the water which is just so kind of uh, richly blue and those those beautiful decks that you've built recently that stretch on and on and then you slip out from you know from your from your you know your beautiful kind of little mattress which is splat on the deck and then you slip like a little seal straight into the water it's an incredible mixture of simplicity but but kind of oh you know old old world um, kind of glamorousness and I think those these places locally owned places run by local people will um continue to have huge resonance um i think i was just going to say people have, have slightly i think forgotten how to ho holiday properly or adventure or properly we're, we're doing so many of these little trips we swing in and out and we tick a box and um, and I, I, I just went out of office for the first time in, in seven years to here. I took five <laughs> days out of office and I didn't touch my, I didn't touch my phone. I didn't touch my computer. And it has been absolutely oh. <laughs> restorative beyond words. But we have slightly forgotten many things that I think now we're beginning to realize are really important. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same. I feel the same, and I'm. I, I always like. Uh, I'm not the most influential guy on the social media or anything like that because I really hate my telephone, even though I live with it. And I'm not. I don't have any Facebook. I don't have any Instagram. Nothing. But I see people. I mean, they walk around the hotel. You know, trees grow everywhere, and they say, "Oh my God, the, the internet doesn't work here." okay, you know, the tree grows a little bit more, the router doesn't pick it up, you know, like, it's, you realize how much uh, electronic vibes going up around you with these things on full time. Basically, you're on vacation, but you're cooking your <laughs> head with it, you know, it's, it's not a healthy thing, but I can't stop it. We opened the hotel with no televisions, my mother's style, everything was so cute, people were sitting on the pillows on, on the floor, but the world changed, and I had to sort of adapted without losing the soul, but still we modernized quite a bit, uh, many things like in, including the internet. I would have loved to have a hotel with no internet in it. They would probably shoot me. I mean, they're, they're, nobody would be coming in here. Uh, right it's now, so it's an interesting uh, look in the hotel. You know, my breakfast area normally empty. I see always five, six guys there from distance from each other with their computers because it's kind of cute. They're all doing their work and their wives or girlfriends are downstairs. <laughs> it, 
uh, it's a weird atmosphere this year. Like uh, people are feeling the guy who comes in. I had so many people came for a week. They are still here after three weeks. Uh, they don't want to go back. <laughs> and they are doing their work from their computer. This is a sort of an unusual thing. I think this will reflect with time tremendously. I have a lot of my friends sort of never went back to Istanbul, set up their home as an office. And the guy says, look, I do much more work on Zoom in four hours than in my office. Everybody calls me, you know, like people stop by, let's have a lunch. You know, you just lose your day. This, I work four hours, then I go to swim. <laughs> this I, is a it's new It's kind life. of um, precipitated that the digital nomad move in which, uh, you know, generation next generation down i suppose were 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 beginning to work and and play in this in in this much more kind of symbiotic fashion um but i think that this this person this period has accelerated that for all of us my london office don't want to go back everyone is working very efficiently on zoom exactly the same you know i was away last week also in the aegean i was you know, under a beach towel, doing my Zooms, um, on, you know, on the beach with some rather regrettable Bee Gees going on in the background. But you can do it and it can happen. And as you say... Um, I think this would be a great help for the environment because yeah. you won't be burning carbons on both sides and one would be shut down. That would be tremendous. But look, these are long-term implications. There's obviously some other people's livelihoods on the other side, so it's easy to talk, but it's hard to implement this thing. I think it's also important, we, again, at Condé Nast Traveller, we're trying to we're trying to come out from a position like make, make sure you understand where you're staying. Make sure you connect where, the way you're staying. Make sure you, you tip the people um, who are serving you your breakfast or making you your lovely drink Make, you know, make sure that you you put money back into the system and um, and you're respectful and you're thoughtful. You're not just doing this kind of passing through and stepping out and not uh, and not being more rooted. I think it's a it's back to being um, a much more responsible traveler, really. And I and I think that's something that will push going forward. Um, making sure you know it's not just about biodiversity it's not just about wildlife sustainability it's also about the humans you know be thoughtful to the humans that you're interacting with and and be part of a more part of a more generous spirited traveling community you're right you're right i think uh, <laughs> this is going to take about a few months i think for all of us to absorb what really happened and what's happening currently, because I don't think we are over this thing, uh, then immediately the economic impact is going to come. I think we have to slow down. I mean, this is what it is. Uh, as you know, right now, this is what people talk, and they don't want to talk about the politics of it, like 1% of the world <laughs> owns 60% of the uh, revenue, you know, like uh, it's the way it is. Uh, we have, I mean, I'm trying to do my best uh, with my staff and I share it. And I don't think we have that much of a, a difference amongst us, but 
when you go to the U.S. and uh, big countries, it's a very different uh, income distribution. All these are going to be impacting what we do. I think you don't want to be eventually the place only rich people come because slowly but surely our prices where we stand. I used to have a lot more company GMs, you know, those kind of people in my place. Now they slowly erode because their salaries don't catch up with it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a big problem. So tell me, Sahir, um, um, I agree with you that I think this, this next quarter is going to be incredibly challenging for everyone. But since I think of you uh, as a, as a very optimistic and upbeat, um, you know, pioneer in this kind of, in, in the hospitality industry, industry producing, you know, one of the, the most special spots I think that I can that I know of. And as you know, I was supposed to be with you earlier this year with a, with a big group, and that got cancelled. So I hope I see you next year. But if you were going to, if you were going to project forward. Um, how do you, what would be your takeaway from this time and, and what do you think the hotel will stand for going forward? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit different than everybody else because uh, they call us the restaurant with rooms because mm-hmm. you know, I come from the gastronomic side of the business. Uh, till I had this hotel, I was the restaurateur uh, all my life. Uh, the way I feel, I think this will not be a cancer. I think it will be like very hard and very quick. And people will rethink what they do. Like just in my head, I'm thinking from what I read when I talk to my friends, New York City, for instance, is a sample which I love. I'm American as well. Turkish-American. I can't see how it's going to be the same in the next 10 years. All those fancy restaurants, which is part of the lifestyle, they vanished. I mean, they can't pay the employees. Even they can't even take the government aid because they cannot employ that many people with these restrictions and everything else. So I think there's going to be a big change. I, I think how we went from that Nouvelle Cuisine to something else, it was for a while, it was great, 12 courses now, it's like much less. I think this is going to be more mom and pop, very cool restaurants, very reasonable. I think prices are going to fall down. I think real estate is going to come back and people are going to try to find a different way of making money from the standards. I think standards will change for sure. This is the immediate impact I can see. Also, the supply chain will change. You know, you can see like uh, people vanished a lot of them, you know, our supply chain people. Uh, They couldn't handle it. Uh, how, how do they come back that quickly? You know, what's going to happen the next day or monies, you know, we all have been in the same situation. Uh, I'm thinking this is just going to be a very quick turnaround. will shrink and then start slowly limp back in. Slowly, slowly, one step at yes. a time. One, yes. Let's keep yes. one foot in front of each other. And I will hopefully see you next year. I will definitely see you next year. I'll yes, can't wait. You, uh, if all else <laughs> yeah. fails. Um, so here, Arizan, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank today. you, Melinda, for your much time. Easy, a very, very sublime spot on the Bodrum Peninsula. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.
Thank you. Thank you.